Greetings, my name is Dave. And I'm Stacy. Welcome to the Plants Change My Life podcast. We are a husband and wife team living in Houston, arguably the barbecue capital of Texas, who share a passion for good food and holistic wellness. We are on a mission to inspire people to live their best lives through healthy food choices, one meal at a time. In this podcast, you will hear stories about how real people have experienced awesome changes by embracing a plant-based diet. We hear a lot about the benefits of a plant-based diet when it comes to improving your physical health and combating ailments like high blood pressure and diabetes. Today, we're talking to a man who has found a plant-based diet along with exercise to be powerful weapons in his fight against depression. Adam White says changing to a more compassionate lifestyle has also unlocked a wealth of other health and wellness benefits. Grab your tea and take a seat. Here's his story. with Adam White, a plant-powered marketer and designer who is also a devoted husband and a father to a vegan toddler. He is also passionate about encouraging people with depression and has built a wonderful resource of inspiring stories via sadrunner.com, a website that he created to change the public's perception of depression and to erase the stigma associated with the illness. Today, he's here to share his testimony about how a plant-based diet has changed his life. Thank you for joining us today, Adam. Absolutely. I'm thrilled to be here and to uh, share my story and to uh, to get the opportunity to talk about plants, which is I never get to do. <laughs> Yay! So glad we got a chance to connect today. So let's just start by learning a little bit about you and where you're located and where you're from. Um, I'm originally from the Midwest. I was born in Chicago, Illinois, uh, moved around a lot and ended up in Southern California, which is where I live now. Uh, I spend most of my time here uh, with my wife and uh, our two-year-old daughter. And uh, yeah, it's it's a beautiful place to live, but I also know being from the Midwest, how fortunate I am to be somewhere that isn't snowing all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes, California is the most beautiful weather all the time. <laughs> yes, yes, we're very fortunate. So, can you tell us a little bit about what the vegan culture is like in your area? Um, yeah, absolutely. It's it's very much socially driven. I think probably like a lot of different areas, uh, social media plays a big role in uh, the vegan movement here. So, as soon as there's a pop up or a restaurant that uh, that starts, everybody just flocks to it. Um, it seems like all the vegans come out of the woodwork and, and head right to it. Um, but there's a lot of uh, great plant-based restaurants uh, for any taste. So if you're doing the whole food plant-based thing, there's restaurants that will give you kale wraps and everything that you could possibly want. But if you want more of the comfort food uh, transitioning type meals, you've got those as well. So we've we've got quite a few different, uh, different options. And I'm uh, in Orange County, which is south of L.A., so once you get into LA, there's even more options. Yes, I've heard. I've haven't been yet, but I've heard a lot of good things about the area. It's like a, it's a, it's a, one of them vegan meccas, right? It's becoming that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I know people that 
will come here and now just kind of like eat their way through their vacation uh, because there's so many different, <laughs> like amazing places to eat. Yes. That's my kind of vacation where you just, just find good oh, food. Yeah, me too. That's how I was raised. Yes, 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 yes. I remember we went to um, Vieques once and there was nothing there to eat. We were eating, like going to the grocery store and getting canned goods. It was pretty bad. Oh, yeah. So to be able to eat as a vegan somewhere visiting is pretty awesome. That was, for me, I, I just, whenever I hear of other vegans, especially in the middle of the country, um, I just have so much undying respect for them because I, I kind of have it easy. Like, I'll tell you, the month I became vegan, I was actually out of town. I came back to my home here in Orange County and like the best vegan restaurant just opened up right across the street. That's how like lucky I was that like I, I was able to transition so quickly because I had so many options. Whereas there's people in other parts of the country that don't have that. And so whenever I hear of somebody that is, you know, I trying to find a restaurant in, you know, Iowa or someplace, you know, I just, mm -hmm. I'm just like, wow, good for you. Like I have a lot of respect yes. for that. Like that's, yeah, because that's that's often scary. Like you realize you realize how much you need food when you're traveling. Mm hmm. Yes, indeed. Like all all three meals and the snacks. So you mentioned a little bit about getting started. How long have you been vegan and what inspired you to embrace the vegan lifestyle? Um, I have been vegan for seven years. And um, the first part of it, I would say, was whole food, plant-based. And then I discovered vegan junk food. Um, and mm -hmm. then now this, I'm now transitioning back into a whole food, plant-based because I just know the benefits of it from how I felt before. Um, I started just how a lot of people do. Um, they're, my friends were vegan. I had, a, I had a friend actually in uh, Boise, Idaho, who owned a tattoo parlor where I got my tattoos. And that's where my parents live. And so every time I would go visit, I would stop in and say hi to her and uh, sometimes get some work done. And I remember one time I, uh, I had one of her artists do some work for me and he was vegan. And I didn't think much of it. You know, it wasn't a conversation topic for me. Uh, so I was just like, oh, OK, he's vegan, whatever. I moved on. And then like a couple months later, I get a message from him that he sent all of his clients. And he said, hey, I'm taking time off work. Uh, I'm going to go protest Walmart with this group, Mercy for Animals. And I thought, wow, that's very interesting. Like he's taken six, 10 months, however much time off from work uh, because he's so passionate about this. That's, that's really interesting. Still didn't unpack it at all. Like I just kind of put it on the back burner, moved on with my life. Six months later, coincidentally, I'm sitting in Boise, Idaho, taking care of my father who's recovering from open heart surgery. And I'm seeing the results now of poor eating and lifestyle choices and then also genetics and every, every component that comes into play. And I'm watching that. And so I'm, I'm seeing this unfold. And then at the same time, I'm, I'm killing time on the Internet and I come across this Wall Street Journal article. And they're covering the exact same protests that my friend and tattoo artist was protesting. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is what he's doing. And so then I started looking into it and I realized, oh wow, Walmart has very interesting choices when it comes, I'll say that, very interesting choices when it comes to meat suppliers. Um, mm -hmm. But again, I'm naive to this. So I think it's very isolated. I think, oh my goodness, this is just a part of the meat industry. This is not the whole thing. Um, 
So I reach out to my friend Wendy one night and I go, hey, first off, let me preface this. I'm not going to become vegan, which is hilarious. <laughs> so I, I message her and I say, I'm not going to be vegan. Don't make me vegan. But here's what I've discovered. Is there a way, like, do you know a source of humanely raised meat? Now, seven years into this, I realize how absolutely wonderful and beautiful and patient of a human being my friend Wendy was because that is a laughable question. <laughs> there's no such, yeah. there's no such thing. And for her just to not like be condescending and laugh me out of the room, like she saw it as a teaching moment. And mm -hmm. she said, look, I understand you don't want to make that lifestyle choice. Let me be honest. What you're in her way, she said, what you're asking for doesn't exist. Um, but if you are really, really curious, here's some more information. And so she sent me to, well, she didn't send me, she posted a link to me. Um, I clicked on it and it was a mercy for animals video called farm to fridge, which pretty much just shares the entire truth of the meat and dairy industry. And it's a 10 minute long video. I lasted 30 seconds and, uh, it was more than I needed. Um, I was very, very mortified that I was part of something like that. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people, which is very, which is why I like to tell my story. A lot of people feel that their politicians will make the change. Their corporations will make the change. But the thing is like, they don't realize how absolutely powerful we are as consumers that when we look inward and we make the change ourselves, that has a, a massive ripple effect. And I felt so powerless in that moment. I'm, I'm seeing what I'm seeing and I, and I can't believe I'm part of it. And I realized, oh, wait a second, I don't have to be part of it. Like I, I'm powerless, I felt at the time very powerless to stop the machine that was doing this, but I knew I didn't have to play the game anymore. Like I could be done. So that night, I mean, I was vegan. Like I watched, I watched what I watched, I experienced what I experienced and decided, I'm vegan. Now, I didn't know anything about B12. I didn't know anything about D3. I didn't know anything about omega-3. Like, I was just vegan that day. Like, that's how it was. Mm -hmm. Like, I made that choice. One day I wasn't. I was eating bacon. I was the biggest bacon fetishizer there ever was. And by the next day, I was vegan. And it wasn't until I unpacked the, the nuances of my new lifestyle choice that I realized just how amazing and healthy of a decision that was. Um, I kind of think that it's, it's amazing that like you, I made the decision for the reason I made it. And then I get all these other side benefits now, like not dealing with chronic heart disease and dialing back my family's uh, diabetes. And you know what I mean? Like it's all these different, th these different benefits from making just a positive decision. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. <laughs> that you were able to make that connection so quickly and to take action so quickly. I just couldn't, I just couldn't stand to be part of it anymore. Like I, like I see people that transition now and I totally get it. I cheer them on. I want my, I have my friends transitioning. I get it. But for me, it was like, I'm, I'm pulling the bandaid off right now. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. You're I like, I can't, I looked at those industries and I said, like, I can't stop you, but I certainly can stop like funding. I have a food budget every week for groceries. I decide where that goes. Like, it's not going to go to you anymore. Mm -hmm. Like that was, that was the, the core of my decision. And as I have unpacked this lifestyle now, I've recognized all these amazing things. Um, 
but I think one of the the best parts of my story that I, I love to share with people is my friends just modeled what it was like to be just good people. And I think you like, you don't always have to protest. You don't have to be in your face about uh, in other people's face about what you're doing. You just live your life and be just awesome. You and that's going to be attractive. I mean, that's why, like, look who I went to. As soon as I saw something on the news that kind of screwed with my worldview, I went to my friend. That's that's the power that everybody has. Like, you mm-hmm. you can be that to your circle of friends and through that influence a whole culture. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that idea that you don't have to, you don't have to, like, throw paint on people or be in the streets. Just being an example and doing what you do speaks a lot. I think it speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. Like I, I, when people say like, you know, how are you, how are you being? I'm like, well, because somebody was nice to me and friendly and gave me like the actual information that I needed and wasn't judgmental and wasn't condescending, wasn't preachy, just was there. And that's, that's what you can, that's what you can do. That's what I can do. That's what everybody can do. We just, we make our, we make our decision and we live the best version of that possible and it will attract other people's people. I'm positive of that. Mm -hmm. So, so I know you moved pretty quickly to, to make that, make that change. Did you face any challenges and make, I mean, I, I know you, you just abruptly said, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. So what, so what do you do the next day? Are you cleaning out your refrigerator? Like, what are you eating? Like, how do you? So the next day I'm, I'm still on my trip with my family, taking care of my dad. And so we go to, we go to Olive Garden and I order the salad. Like, that's what I do. Um, and I get it mm-hmm. without cheese and all that stuff. And that's basically how I survived like the next like three weeks in Idaho. And then I got back down here where I unpacked Whole Foods and, you know, all these different options. And that's when, that's when it really started to blossom for me. But like right away, it was, I got it like hit in the face of how strange it can be uh, when you're the first one in your circle of friends to go vegan. (laughs) Like it was, Mm -hmm. it was a, it was very, um, I got hit with everything. Some people thought it was a phase. Some people still think it's a phase seven years in. other people just looked at me weird. Um, I had people that thought, oh, he, he moved to Southern California and became weird and vegan, which is hilarious because I became vegan in Idaho. Um, <laughs> right. It, you know, I, I got hit with everything. And that's why, like, I really, I mean, I even, I even got hit with, like, the religious aspect of it. Like, people were like, oh, you know, we sacrifice animals. And I'm like, and these are people I go to church with. Um, so like I started feeling very isolated, mm-hmm. um, really quick. And the only thing that really actually kind of pushed me and propelled me through it is I just have that like defiant attitude of like, this is the right decision. I, I, this there's wrong and there's right. This is the right decision. I'm going to go a hundred miles an hour in this direction. Um, that's what propelled me through it is remembering my why and mm-hmm. remembering that this is this is something very very important and I need to take it seriously and so that propelled me through it but you know I talk to people all the time that are making that transition and making that change and they I've gotten what they get where their family looks at them kind of cross-eyed and goes like what um especially generationally 
especially generationally. Like I, there's grandparents that are never going to understand the decision that I make. Uh, but, Mm -hmm. but you know what, the ones that really, the ones that are close to me and that do love me, like I'm very fortunate that they don't under, they may not understand it because they haven't really asked my why, but they are okay with it. And they let me be me. And they're, they're, they, they let me be that good version of myself, of my vegan self. And I appreciate that. Um, but it is still very, I mean, it is very isolating sometimes when you're sitting at a table and everybody's talking about their, you know, the steak that they had and you're sitting there eating your veggies and going like, yeah, I made the right decision, but I got to deal with all this stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's very understandable that a lot of people feel alone. And this is coming from somebody who is surrounded by, you know, vegans and vegan restaurants. And like, I can, I can go to meetups if I wanted to, like, I'm not isolated, but I feel isolated. So when I hear of other people in other parts of the country, other parts of the world, I'm just like, wow, good for you. Like, stay strong, do it. Mm -hmm. So you're married. Is your, how does your wife respond to the change? So to her, to her credit, she was an absolute champion of it. Um, I, uh, I, it was not easy for her. Obviously I I left for six weeks to take care of my father. I come back vegan. Um, so all of a sudden there's like two bars of soap in the shower, one that doesn't have animal products and one that's, that, uh, that's hers. And, and so like there were all these different changes that she had to adjust to and she kind of rolled with it. It it was, she was, she was really supportive. And then once she saw the health benefits of it, um, the fact that my, my depression no longer made me gain weight as quickly, um, because I was eating healthier, um, or the fact that I was sleeping better or that I could exercise better. Um, and my recovery is better. Like she was witnessing this benefit. So like she, she was supportive of it because she was supportive of me, but then she started seeing the proof of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what led her to be so supportive of us raising our daughter the way we are um, because she sees all the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the y'all. So you now have a vegan baby. How old is she? She's two years old. Um, everybody thinks she's three years old because she's taller and bigger than everybody else. So she's not protein deficient at all. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Like she's not, she doesn't look, she's not, I mean, she's not a, a fat kid, but she's like, she doesn't look scrawny or like um, malnourished or anything like that. Like people, we have people online. My wife's very, very proud of how she eats and she'll post photos and video and stuff like that. And we have people that contact us and we're like, they're, you can tell they're waiting for something to go wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't happen. She just keeps getting healthier and healthier. And, and it's like, we're proving it before their very eyes. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun to see because me as like the, the quote unquote outspoken vegan that I am, I'm not even doing any talking about this. I'm just letting it unfold and just letting my daughter grow up healthy and just watching everybody's reaction to it. And it's a lot of fun to witness really. Mm Mm-hmm. So what do you tell your, your baby about veganism? Like as she's growing and I'm sure she, I don't know what kind of community you're in. I don't know if she's around other vegan children or if she has to sit next to her friends eating Cheez-Its or what is, what is your experience? 
she's the only vegan in her like circle of friends at daycare. Um, our, the key person at our daycare is very uh, supportive of the food she eats and, and our decision. So our daughter just eats what we provide her and that's pretty much how it is now she is next to like kids with like cheese it's and stuff like that but we just say that's not for you that's not your food and we've kind of trained her in that way so to speak by like eating different things so like at dinner some we don't do as much now but at dinner I would have something different than her and my wife would have something different than her and then we would explain that that's not for you that's for mommy that's for daddy that's not for you and she's since kind of understood that, that like certain things are not for her, for her protection, you know, because it won't make her feel good. Um, mm-hmm. Something like that. I haven't had to, and this is where I, I'm very, like, I'm nervous looking, looking ahead towards it. I haven't had the conversation with her about where, you know, chicken comes from. And so like that. Mm-hmm. I haven't had to because she is only two. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, when you have parents that have a five-year-old or a six-year-old that's starting to ask those questions or has had a non-plant-based lifestyle beforehand and is then transitioning, that's a much more difficult situation than what me and my wife has ha- have had to deal with. Um, because we started from, we started from scratch. Um, and we said, this is what we're, this is the plan. This is the plan we're going to work with because we believe that this is the healthiest choice for our daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's kind of where I have now, I'm starting to look at other parents and ask them and go like, so how did you, how did you discuss this? Um, because my goal is, and, and I've had some friends ask me this because they'll say, oh, she's not going to be vegan forever. You know, once she gets to public school, that's going to go away. Here's the thing. And I want a lot of parents to know this. Um, it's not our job to raise great kids. It's our job to raise great adults. They're going to be adults way longer than they're going to be kids. So my goal is to raise a, my goal is to raise a, a compassionate, well-adjusted, yes, plant-based adult. But if that means like, I got to wait a couple of years for her to figure some things out because she's ostracized in high school or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to have to deal with. That's where I'm learning from other parents that have older kids, uh, how they are raising their vegan kids through this process, because it's at every stage, there's different challenges. The challenges I'm facing now are way different than the challenges I'm going to face two years from now. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things that like a, a lot of times people wonder what, what a vegans eat? What are yeah. some of the things that that y'all eat as a family and, and for the, for the baby, like you're preparing her food to go to daycare. Absolutely. Uh, I, I do a lot of meal prepping and that's, it took, it takes a lot of effort to do it. Um, I put in a lot of time and my wife does too. Um, we get, we get people that message us and say, Oh, you're so lucky. Your daughter eats veggies. That's by design. Like mm-hmm. that's, and that's effort. That's me taking, you know, five, hours out of my day on a weekend when I could be doing something else and I'm preparing her food for the rest of the week so that she doesn't have any issues at daycare that she can, you know, have full nutrients. Um, that takes effort. That takes time. Um, and so that's what we've been doing for, for this entire two years is just putting forth that effort. So on the weekends, I'll cook her anything from, 
uh, fresh veggies. Uh, she loves, she loves grilled, uh, broccoli, Mm -hmm. just plain grilled broccoli. It's crazy. I I grew up where like broccoli only came with cheese Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm, and so I'm still, I'm still recovering from that in a sense. So like I, I put like, I'll have to put like a, like a light sauce on it or something like that. My daughter will just eat broccoli, just hand over fist. Mm -hmm. Um, she eats the way like I dream of eating. Um, and she's, and she's so healthy doing it. Um, she loves, uh, tofu bites marinated in a bunch of different things. So I'll make her different ones every week. Um, but that's like an easy meal where like, you can just cut that up, put that in the oven for 30 minutes, but roll that in nutritional yeast and some, you know, um, some amino acids and some aminos, you're good. Um, she loves that. Uh, she also likes the comfort food too. Uh, we make, I make a mac and cheese for her that has a cashew cheese base and it has a little bit of oil in it. So it's not full whole food plant-based. There's still a little bit of oil in it, but she loves that. And, um, I mean, that's my go-to. So like I have about three or four meals that I know are home runs for her that she absolutely loves. Cause you know, kids, they're fickle. They change they change what they like. But like, Mm -hmm. there are a few things that like, I know if she says she doesn't like it, she's either full of it or she doesn't feel good because, (laughs) because I can't get her to, to stop eating it. Um, so those are, those are like my foundational pieces. So like a mac and cheese, I do like a baked ziti that she likes her tofu bites. Um, she likes roasted chickpeas as a snack. Um, I make all those for her. Um, so those are kind of like my staples that I, that I scatter throughout the months. And then I work in different things for dinner and for her other lunches uh, for her to try. So like mm-hmm. this week we had kale and spinach with, um, and she was just, she liked spinach in a smoothie, but she had never had it like in that form before. So she's learning that. Um, so we're, we're trying to like give her a variety and give her different things to try. But at the same time, we're, we're going back to the things that we know she'll eat if, if it's, if we strike out, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I made, I made a, I think one week I made like enchiladas for her and I put too much like kale in it or something like that. And she didn't, and she wasn't a fan of it. So then the next week I made mac and cheese because I knew that was going to be a home run. So that's, that's kind of mm-hmm. how, that's kind of how I do it. Um, of just kind of scattering those staples in there and then mixing and matching all the other things just to, just to give her those, those varieties. And, and that's what, um, that's, what's great about the lifestyle that we have is there's so many different varieties of plants and there's so many different varieties of, varieties of spices that you can make into varieties of sauces. And then you can prepare everything in different varieties of ways. So you never get, you never get tired of it. And, and so that's what we're discovering with my daughter of, you know, we've got her things that she really likes, but then there's new things that surprise us like Brussels sprouts. She likes, um, mm-hmm. you know, she loves olives, like just random things, <laughs> you know? Uh, but like, we wouldn't know those things if we were just giving her chicken McNuggets, right. but instead we're, we're trying all these different things and, and giving her an opportunity to like them. And it's important to give her multiple opportunities because she may not like it the first time. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of been our approach. I love that. I love that she's getting this base, like this basic foundation of all this good food and variety and her taste buds are expanding with each new thing that she tries. Because I've heard some parents complain like that their kids only want chicken nuggets. And 
I think a lot of things are by design. Like if that's what kids are exposed to early on and yeah. repeatedly, it's probably what they just end up having a taste for. Absolutely. I think, I think the, yes, I think, I think when she, I, I hope anyway, as she grows older, the fact that she's got that foundation with her taste buds and, you know, she understands what healthy food is that it doesn't, that not every plate needs to have a meat dish on it. Um, as she grows up in that environment, I think even if she goes out into, you know, society and sees other people eating meat, she will always come back home to us and, and that'll be home base for her. And I think that's, mm -hmm. I think that's important. Like I'm not, I'm not too worried about her being vegan a hundred percent for her entire life. That's my dream. I love it, but mm -hmm. I'm, but I'm realistic to know that she's going to be her own person. So my goal is to expose her to as many of these positive things as possible so that as she goes out there, she sees what's it, she sees what's great at home. You know, she sees that dad's, that dad's healthier than her friend's dad's or that, that, you know, he's home making dinner when, you know, her friend's parents are just giving him McDonald's. Like she, I want her to, I want her to see those differences and, and see the positivity. And, and, and I think, I think when you model that for your kids, and again, I'm saying this as a parent of a two-year-old, so I know I'm naive to like the next 16 years, but, right. yeah. but I do believe that if you model certain things for your kid and you are that example, that they are going to pick up on that. So that's why like I try to exercise in front of her or I try to always do the dishes in front of her so that she sees daddy doing that. And I'm, I'm always cooking food, you know, healthy food for her. Like, I think that's, that's important because we want to model that for our kids. Mm -hmm. And I think too, uh, um, cause we have two toddlers too, that were, have been vegan since birth. And I think it's important that they, as they get older, that they understand the why. And I think that yeah. as they understand why that helps them stick to what they stick to that better as they get older and they face those influences from other people, just knowing why it's important, mm -hmm. you know? So, That's and that comes in time. Yes, <laughs> those lessons. I'm not, I'm not looking forward to it, but I also know that it's going to be a, a great teaching opportunity and something that if I, if I handle it the right way, it'll actually bring me and my daughter closer together. So it doesn't have to be something that I have to be afraid of. Um, Mm -hmm. that's that's what I, that's how I'm trying to approach it talk to me in a couple of years mm -hmm. that's how I'm trying to yeah approach it. yeah yeah and then there's I've noticed that there's like more vegan kids books popping up too there are that I think are helpful in the conversation when it comes around I'm starting to see more and more of those and, I, and I'm grateful that they exist I mean there's a there's a demand for it it means that we have tools that we can that we can use mm-hmm and it kind of normalizes it too, to let them know that to see it in a book, you know, like mm -hmm. other people are doing this. <laughs> so, so, okay. I have to ask a lot of people assume that it's expensive to eat healthy and you do a lot of cooking and meal prep. And we know that it, that it, it's an investment of time, which is an investment into your health. But as far as money, uh, what are your thoughts on the fact that people, think that it's expensive to eat healthy and how do you save money on your grocery bill? Those are great questions. Um, I'm still trying to master some of that um, because it's just a constant change. Um, you know, the prices change, stuff like that. Certain things become more expensive. 
Um, so like I'm constantly trying to manage my grocery bill, but I will say that if you stick to the produce section and you're not eating processed foods, it can be very affordable. Mm-hmm. It can be very affordable. I've, I've lived both those sides of the processed food side and the produce side. And I can say that it's, it's way, it, it's way more affordable if you're not eating stuff that comes in a box. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think um, people do have to rethink at times if they're, if they're able to, obviously their approach to the grocery budget in terms of that's an investment in your future and your health. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we can eat horribly for way cheaper, but then we're going to pay for it by having open heart surgery or having diabetes or any number of things. Those are, those are just the big ones that we can just list off of our head, but there's so many other ailments that, that are chronic as a result of that. So you're going to pay for it either way. Um, in my opinion, but I do know for a fact, like beans don't cost much. Um, you know, lettuce and spinach are not that expensive. Um, and those are like spinach is a huge in our house because I've known just from personal testing with my own mental health that the more greens I can get in my body, kale, spinach, um, the better it is for my mental health. So we put greens in as many meals as we can. Um, but that doesn't cost a ton. Uh, it's when you get into the uber marketed stuff, the processed stuff, or the even some of the organic stuff that that raises the price of it. If you just stick to those to those healthy foods, the produce section, you stay out of the other stuff. It actually gets quite affordable. Mm-hmm. Now I have to ask you about social situations as a vegan. How do you handle how what has been your experience like going out to parties and holiday gatherings uh, as a vegan? Like, have you had to make some big adjustments or has it been pretty easygoing? Um, I would say preparation is everything. So I tell people that ask me if there's anything I miss about the days before I was vegan, I say the only thing I miss is convenience because I don't have to, before then I I didn't have to think about where my food came from. So I could go to a party and assume that whatever they had, I could eat. Um, I could go on a trip and assume that any gas station was going to have food that I could eat. Um, I don't have that luxury anymore. So I've sacrificed convenience. I have not sacrificed flavor. I have not sacrificed my enjoyment of food. Um, I have not sacrificed my health, my protein content. Like I haven't sacrificed any of that, but I have sacrificed convenience um, because those foods are not everywhere. Now that's changing, um, but that still is something that I had to adjust. So holidays being the only vegan, you know, now having a little girl, like everybody's concerned that she has enough to eat. Mm -hmm. So there are more vegan dishes that show up, but, or vegan friendly dishes that show up. But, um, I'm still the odd one out. So if we go to parties, sometimes it's, I need to load up and eat a lot before I leave. Sometimes I'm going to eat when I get home. I tell a lot of people, if you go to meetings all day, and I used to drive around for meetings a lot, um, always keep a bag of like almonds in your car because that'll save you every time. Mm -hmm. it just, you have to kind of prepare for those things. So that's where I had to learn to adjust was 
Um, if I'm going to a family situation, I have to just assume there isn't going to be anything for me. So I need to plan ahead. And, and that's how I've, that's how I've treated every social situation. And so when there are vegan items there, it's like icing on the cake for me Mm -hmm. because I've already, I've already planned, I've already planned my, my vegan meals without this. And now I have it. Like I went to a, I went to one of my close friends weddings a couple of years ago and I expected nothing to be vegan. So I went to that place full because I went ahead of time. Turns out she was thinking about me and had so many vegan dishes. Um, and I was just like in heaven. Yes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but my point is like I planned for nothing. Mm-hmm. So I planned ahead. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I think that's how a lot of people have to do it um, so that they don't get trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're and if you're transitioning, you don't want to risk binging and eating on the wrong eating the wrong thing. Right. So you want to show up not starving. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's kind of that's my approach to how I interact with like socially with food um, is just I try to and I also I try to not like put it out there that I'm vegan. I get a kick out of people getting to know me for a little bit and then figuring out that I'm vegan. Uh-huh. Um, because there's that cliche vegan that like, you know, you, they know you, you know, you're their vegan before they even know your name. <laughs> um, so it's, I try to avoid that. And so like, I have some friends that will be very surprised by my food choices on my plate and stuff like that. And that's an opportunity for me to tell them, you know, that I, that I'm plant-based and stuff like that. But Again, I still have to plan ahead. I check menus on the regular. If I'm going to a restaurant, I'm on that website. I'm on Yelp. I'm looking at anything I can to figure out. And now my wife does it too. Like if she hears we're going to a restaurant, she's like, okay, I got to see if there's anything Adam can have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's that planning ahead. You you're you have to be kind of on alert now, mm-hmm. um, which is, that's probably been the biggest, I would say the biggest change is just like, that convenience factor is no longer there, but I'm still, again, living in California. I'm surprised, like I'll fly up to the Bay area where uh, my in-laws are and I'm surprised how many restaurants I can eat at there. And so then I don't, it's not a struggle. I'm not like eating almonds in my rental car. I actually have <laughs> like a full meals and I can enjoy myself. Um, so it's really cool to see how things are changing mm-hmm. because I, I, I've been there before where you have to, you have to have your granola and everything with you because mm-hmm. you you don't know what's going to be at that place. Um, and now you start getting these little pleasant surprises that you can veganize this or, you know, this is, um, this is already vegan. Like it's, it's really, it's cool to see how things are changing. Yes. What advice would you have for someone who's thinking about embracing a plant-based lifestyle? Don't hesitate. Just do it. Like if it takes you, if it takes you one meal a day, if it takes you one meal a week, just start in that direction. You have to, it starts with the first step. And so if you're not ready to go a hundred percent, like I was, that's totally fine. Like any, any step in that right direction is a positive step for your health, for the environment, um, you for the animals, like you can't, you, you, it's not a bad decision. So like, if you're going to eat less, if you choose maybe lunches now, I'm going to have more veggies and not have a meat dish. Cool. Do that. Um, start challenging yourself and working towards that big picture. But 
you don't have to do it all overnight. Like, don't be intimidated by that. And I think a lot of people, especially because there's so many varieties of, of foods out there, and I'm learning this with my daughter, sometimes you can get overwhelmed and intimidated by what's out there. And that's why you kind of kind of baby step it a little bit and, and move in that direction. So my advice to anybody is just don't hesitate, do it. Don't find a reason not to. Don't don't say like, oh, I can't be vegan all week. That's fine. So be vegan on Monday. Um, you know, like try it. Test the waters. You're gonna find that the food is great. And the further you get away from that original meat and dairy product, the better the food gets. Um, like I, I noticed two weeks in, I didn't have like, uh, a need for eggs or anything because like I had great breakfast. Um, and now there's egg substitutes for the people that do need to transition, but like, that's not even a part of my diet because I never needed it. Um, I just did without eggs, but now you've got all these transition foods. It's so great. Like there's no reason not to do it. You can just jump in and do it at your pace. And I mean, I, I can't say enough great things about this lifestyle, um, but you have to take that first step. Do you have any favorite resources, inspirational resources that you can share? Um, absolutely. Uh, first, if you, I mean, everybody has Netflix, so you got to try out uh, Forks Over Knives and Game Changers. Those are two amazing documentaries that, um, I tell people, I point people in those directions if they're not, that way I don't have to like traumatize them with the animal welfare stuff. Mm -hmm. So if, if I feel like health is their main focus, or if they just want to know the benefits of this lifestyle, I point them in the direction of those two movies because, uh, they don't bang you over the head with the animal welfare stuff. They just tell you the truth about the health, the health aspects of it. And and more importantly, show you how in the Forks Over Knives documentary show you how to do it. So um, I point people in that direction. Um, if they're transitioning, but they want to get used to like cooking more like healthier meals that don't involve animal products, um, I point them in the direction of a website called noracooks.com, N-O-R-A cooks.com. She's an amazing cook. Uh, but she has more comfort foods. Uh, they have a little bit more oil in them, a little bit, you know, there's more like if you have kids that have had cookies before, um, she's the person to go to because you can transition through that a little bit. My mac and cheese that, that my daughter loves comes from her. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's one that I point people to for transitioning and not even transitioning. Like it's just good vegan comfort food. Like, you know, if you're going to Thanksgiving and you need a side dish, go to there. Um, the other one is a website called nomeatathlete.com. And even if you're not an athlete, I encourage people to go check it out, uh, because it has a lot of whole foods, plant-based recipes and the, the entire philosophy behind the website is whole food plant-based. So, um, you can get a lot of wonderful information. That website was the first website I found when I became vegan. And that website has just grown in the seven years that I've been vegan, but it has always stuck to its core of providing just solid nutritional information. So I always tell people stop by there, even if you're not an athlete. Um, I also, I tell people um, there's any number of cookbooks out there, but what you want to do is focus on a few 
websites or a few cookbooks and just stick with those for a little bit. And the reason why I tell my friends to do this is because you can get overwhelmed with all the different ingredients out there, but those those websites tend to stick to the same ingredients. So like I'll use Nora as an example. She uses the same kind of staple of ingredients. So like you can get used to grocery shopping for those whole food ingredients and figure out where they are in the grocery store because your first trip to the grocery store is going to be like a long one because you got to find all the healthy food. Um, and I tell people just stick to a couple of websites or recipe books that you like so that you don't get overwhelmed. So you can stick to those same ingredients. You can learn how to cook because it is like I grew up cooking, but when you start cooking without butter and eggs and milk, it does kind of change things a little bit. So you have to, you have to kind of ease in and learn. And that's what I unpacked. Uh, once I got back from my trip, I, I was like, I'm vegan. And then three weeks later, I had to actually learn how to be vegan on my own. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, And so I think, I think that's probably the best uh, advice I can give people is just stick to a few websites, few recipes, don't get overwhelmed. It's so easy to get overwhelmed, but you don't need to be overwhelmed. Like this is such a, this can be such a, a great opportunity for you. I love food more now than I did when I loved bacon. Mm -hmm. um, I, I appreciate food so much more now. Um, having, having gone through other parts of the country and I've got my little bag of almonds, I truly am grateful for the advances we've made. Uh, I, I'm grateful for where I live. Like it has, there's no downside to this. This has, this has completely changed my perspective on life and changed my health and changed my family. And it's changing my friends as they're witnessing it. There's no downside to it. You just have to take those steps and try not to get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. One moment at a time, one step at a time, one food at a time. I love what you're doing with sadrunner.com. Can you speak a little bit about the mission of the website? Sure. Uh, it started with me just really trying to share with friends and family what depression was really like. There are so many websites that just go straight to the negative about what the illness is like. What I try to do with Sad Runner is bring a more positive approach to it. So with every article, we take people into the depths of what Sad Runner or into the depths of what depression is like. So I, I don't I don't cover anything. I like I don't sugarcoat anything. I let people know what it's like. But that the as the articles progress, as the content progresses, you start to see action items, you start to see positivity, you start to see lessons that I'm learning through this battle with depression, that that's where I'm finding positivity despite such a negative illness. I think a lot of websites, they just harp on the negativity. And I joke that like a lot of depression websites try to out depress each other. Oh, wow. And you go to Sad Runner, you go to Sad Runner and it's not that. Like you can read it and there's some, a, there's a lot of depressing stuff on there, but you will not finish reading an article and feel depressed. You will feel encouraged. You will feel motivated. You'll feel like I can, I can continue this. Um, but I also, I know a lot of people, I designed the site to encourage my, my, my brothers and sisters with depression, but at the core, it was to educate other people what it was really like. And so we have people that flock all over the world to the website, not just because they have depression, but because they love someone with depression which is a very 
big thing um, to understand because when you have depression, you're told by your illness that nobody understands you, that nobody gets you, nobody cares about you, and you're alone in all this. So you have this, this group of people in the world that are being told this lie by their illness, and at the exact same time, their friends and family are on Google typing in desperately trying to figure out how to help their loved one. And they're finding Sad Runner. They're coming to our site and they're they're seeing, oh man, this is what this is what my friend is going through. But then at the same time, they're seeing how they can help. They're seeing uh, action items and uh, motivation to that they can use to encourage their friend with depression. So it, it becomes multifaceted in that approach where we're really trying to bring positivity to both sides and unite them both so that we can get some real healing and really overcome depression. Um, I call everybody that is standing up to the depression, a depression fighter. Uh, they are, and you don't have to, you don't have to always put on a brave face and run out the door to work. Some days fighting depression is just brushing your teeth. Some days it's just showering. Some days it's just making a positive food choice. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's what I try to instill in the people that read our site and, and, and teach them like you're a depression fighter. If you just woke up today and just, and said, no, no, not today. You're not going to have my day. I'm going to, I'm, I own my day. If you're, if you have that attitude, if you're willing to do anything, whether it's brushing your teeth or just eating spinach, like I do, because I know tomorrow to make my depression less restrictive, um, you're fighting your depression tooth and nail. And that's, that's what we're, what I'm trying to get through to people with Sad Runner is you don't have to take this lying down. Like you can, you can stand up to this illness. And, and I'm hearing from people all over the world, from South Africa, from Australia, not just in the U S um, all over the place, the UK. And they're saying, you know, yeah, I get this now. Like I have this, or they're saying my friend has this. Thank you for, encouraging me. Thank you for letting me know what they're going through because they aren't able to articulate it. Um, that's the, that's kind of the, the crux of what we're, what I'm trying to do with Sad Runner is just put a pot, not a positive spin on the negative illness, but show people that it doesn't have to be, you don't have to have a negative life just because it's a negative illness. This is all great information. I love this. I, I love I love everything that you're doing with it. And all the articles are really, I know you get um, guest authors as well, but even like you write as well. And all the articles are just really, really very well, well written. Thank you. I, um, I also saw that you talked about on the site a little bit about like the, how the plant-based diet, like helped you with like your, your mood, like impacts your, how you feel. Um, yeah, I, I discovered really early on uh, in my vegan journey that two things that weren't antidepressants or something like, you know, therapy, there were two key things, two key things that really lifted my mood and were huge uh, game changers in my fight against mental illness. And that was uh, my whole food plant-based diet, as many greens as I could get, and then exercising and working out as hard as I could. For some reason, if I can push myself physically and then eat as best as I can nutritionally, um, I have like a real fighting shot against my illness. 
And so I look at, I look at my diet and I look at my training, my exercise as two big weapons against my illness. When I wake up and fight uh, depression, those are the, those are the two things that I have. And so I think about that when I don't want to eat something super healthy. I just want something processed or I, you know, I think, well, no, this is, this is how I'm going to make tomorrow better for my illness. And it, it's all, it's, it's all because it's great food. It's just amazing nutritionally. Like the stuff that you can get out of, out of whole food plant-based diet is remarkable. And I, it's beyond me why people don't, more people don't talk about it because it is truly life-changing and it truly can, I mean, it impacts, everybody talks about like heart disease and chronic illness. I'm over here with depression going, Hey, plants are helping me too. Mm -hmm. Like they're, I'm crushing it over here because of plants. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what's the next thing you hope to accomplish in health and wellness? Um, I'm actually, personally, I'm trying to get back to that whole food plant base, more of it. Uh, Before I was doing more of a, like an 80, 20, like whole food plant base and then some process. Now I'm actually doing more um, because I'm really trying to get, healthier for my, my mental health. I've noticed the last year or two, just from having a kid and and life and stuff like that, uh, just living life for two years with a child, just certain things take its toll. And my health had started to deteriorate a little bit, just in terms of, I noticed my mood was shifting more. Uh, I wasn't feeling as energetic. I'm tired more. So I realized, okay, even as a vegan, like I can do more. I can, Mm -hmm. I can, I can definitely work harder to get the the maximum impact out of this lifestyle. And so that's where my direction is now. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm, that's what I'm pushing towards now. And I've actually, uh, I hired a, a fitness coach that actually helps me plan my meals, which sounds super pretentious and expensive, but it, it's actually quite affordable. But what I did was I recognized that I had a couple of barriers. I, I was having trouble figuring out what my workouts were going to be every day and meal planning a lot of meals. Um, and I mm-hmm. said, okay, well, I'll treat it how I handle issues in my business, which is I figure out what we need, what we want, and then reverse engineer that and figure out what those obstacles are and then put people in place to overcome those obstacles. So that's what I did. I hired somebody to basically tell me how to work out and tell me what to eat, knowing that it's whole food plant-based because he's whole food plant-based. And then I just follow those instructions. And the cool thing is my daughter loves the food too, because she's already got those taste buds. So like Mm -hmm. everything I'm eating, she's, she's devouring and she's loving it. And now my, my healthy, beautiful daughter is going to get even healthier because we're taking it to the next level. So that's, that's kind of where I've been pushing the last, little bit and that's where I'm going to go for the next well for the rest of my life. This is how I want to eat for the rest of my life and I know I want to master it. And so that's that's where like bringing in some professionals that are smarter than me um to teach me so that I can master this and and do this for the long term. Yes. Yes. That's that's a good point um that you know 
everybody has a vegan journey and along the way it's not that you become vegan that's it period there's like still a progression that you face and growing and doing the best that you can along the way and I understand I do understand the impact that having kids can have like in your life and and kind of changing things up a little bit so so yeah that's great how can people connect with you and learn more about you Absolutely. Uh, you can go to my website, adamwhites.com. Uh, you can also, if you have depression or you know somebody with depression, uh, you can always go to sadrunner.com and that will give you all the information you could possibly want. Uh, but uh, yeah, adamwhites.com is my main site that has links to my social accounts. So you're more than welcome to follow me. Uh, so just stop by there and you'll know what I'm doing. Well, thank you so much for taking time out to talk with us today. I really enjoyed hearing all about your story and the impacts of a plant-based diet. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the time. I appreciate uh, being able to share my story and encourage other people. Thank you, Adam, for taking the time to share your amazing story with us. We know that it will inspire many people. So now it's time for today's pantry makeover section. I found the idea of improving mood with food so intriguing. In today's pantry makeover segment, we want to focus on food and mood and how you can stock your pantry to make sure it's filled with food that will keep you uplifted. If we think about our human connection to our surroundings, we'll be astounded by just how mysteriously our bodies respond to our environment. After a long day at work inside a building, we take a step outside of the door into a warm, sunny Friday afternoon, and we immediately feel the reaction of our bodies with an instinctive pep that encourages us to hop in the car, pump the music up, and drive with just a little bit more swagger. When we really think about it, we begin to recognize the power that the sun bestows upon us. When we realize the simplest things have the biggest impact, we begin to change our lives in beautiful ways. In this show, Adam Weitz spoke about the impact that plants have on improving his mood. With a constant fight against depression, he found comfort in the simplicity of eating whole food plant-based. When we look deeper, we learn that many plants actually have phytonutrients that have been researched to help the brain's ability to prevent the depression-associated enzyme monoamine oxidase. Food rich in these phytonutrients include berries, grapes, apples, kale, spices and herbs like saffron and lavender, and green tea. Today we have the understanding that many people all over the world struggle with mental health and depression. What we do know is that it must be fought from many different angles. We can control what we put in our bodies, therefore helping control our mood. Next time you're in the grocery store, stay on the outer loop and get those plant-based whole foods that help boost our spirit. <music> for today's plant-based news and notes. Cheese is usually the one thing that stands between a vegetarian becoming a vegan, so I'm always excited to see even more options opening up on the market. A new vegan cheese factory just opened 
in Santa Rosa, California, a city approximately 50 miles north of San Francisco. It's called Wild Creamery, and it's owned by fermented foods brand Wild Brine. And the factory will produce cultured cashew-based vegan brie and the company's newest dairy alternatives, including cream cheese, a butter alternative, and plant-based dips. Now, this next headline serves as a cautionary tale. A vegan woman says KFC employees gave her a chicken burger and then laughed when she complained. Vanessa Franco, a lifelong vegetarian and resident of London, said she recently visited her local KFC drive-thru to try their new original recipe vegan burger, but after a few bites, she noticed that the texture was off. So she returned to the drive-thru to inquire about the sandwich, and that's when an employee confirmed that it did in fact contain chicken and not the plant-based chicken patty that she was expecting. When she went inside to speak with a manager, she said the manager didn't apologize, but just laughed and said she should have known it was chicken before giving her the vegan burger that she originally requested. Franco said she felt humiliated and left traumatized. The chain apologized later and offered Franco a free meal. Now we understand that this is a really good thing that many of these chains are starting to offer vegan options. It's great for the culture. But we must understand also that we have to be careful when it comes to uh, patronizing these establishments. Big businesses are in business to make money. And we know that chain restaurants are going to hop on the latest trend in order to get that extra buck. So you got to be real careful. These establishments don't have extensive training on just what it means to be plant-based or vegan or vegetarian or what's the difference between them all. Um, so when you're going in there ordering your veggie burger, there's no telling whether the person at the counter knows that this is a serious thing. You might be born vegetarian, born vegan, and they really don't know the seriousness of it. So you really have to be careful when you're ordering at these fast food restaurants and these large businesses. We always suggest, again, that you should stick to your local and small businesses because they're going to take more interest in you and who you are. Thank you for listening to the Plant to Change My Life podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend, subscribe wherever you listen, and leave us a comment. Also, if you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at stories at plantschangemylife.com. You can follow us at Plants Change My Life on Instagram and Facebook. And head on over to plantschangemylife.com for additional information about the show and the resources mentioned. We also have Plants Change My Life t-shirts that you can purchase to support our mission. Respect and always remember, when you eat good, you reap good. Peace. <laughs>